0: Yeah. Like,
1: I'll drive home from work and I think a meteor might hit. And I'm like, what happens if that meteor hits right now? I have those
2: thoughts, actually.
0: Right? Yeah. And I'm like, like how weird. do I get
1: home to my kid? What's the fastest like, way to get there? Yeah. yeah. I, also like, I, that's feel like, I feel
2: like if a uh, meteor hits, it's just. We're all dead? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right.
0: Scary Fierce. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. <laughs> Welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the podcast for moms who talk about all the ups, downs, ins and outs of motherhood. I'm Ashley. And
2: I'm Carrie. And if you don't know Scary Mommy, you better now. We're the number one
0: source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We don't hold back. We keep it real. And this is about as real as it gets. If you've been having as much fun as we have, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps other moms find us. (laughs)
2: Today's episode is jam-packed with good stuff. We are letting go of screen time guilt. But as I say that, I'm reading from a screen. <laughs> I was going to say,
0: I watched a show on screen time while I was looking at my phone on Instagram. So I'm I'm totally on board with letting go of this screen time shame. I
2: recently got Luna, you know, a screen of her own, and it has a timer on it. And I was
0: trying to watch something, and the timer went off on me, and I was so mad. Damn you, technology. (laughs) Anyway. Then OG mom is coming back and she's going to add her MO to the screen timing combo. Is there anything OG mom does not know? No.
2: I love her. She's like wealth of knowledge. The best. Also, we are so excited to take a moment and talk to you, our scary mommies. We're putting the spotlight on you. We are first talking to one of our scary mommies about a time someone unexpectedly helped her when she needed it.
0: And we're talking to Amanda Dickinson, another one of our scary mommies about Down Syndrome Awareness Month and what it's like to be the parent of a child with Down Syndrome. It
2: was such a good interview. Yeah. And of course, stick around for our confessions. We've got some juicy ones. I gave Luna the biggest hug before I left this morning.
0: Oh, God, I love giving kisses and hugs to Sebastian's little squishy face.
2: I don't mean a snuggle, though, although I do love that, too. I mean, I hugged her little bottom with the softness of a Huggies diaper.
0: Oh. Yeah, 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 same. Huggies is my go-to for Sebastian, especially since he's always on the move.
2: I put Huggies little movers on Luna, and they fit her bottom like a hug.
0: Sebastian literally does not sit still anymore, ever. And I will only use a diaper that can keep up with him like Huggies.
2: Give me the best-fitting diaper, because this is New York City, and I don't have time for leaks. Preach. Preach. I haven't yet had to do an emergency diaper change on the subway, and I think I'd like to keep it that way, am I
0: right? Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. I've had to pull out a Huggies wipe on the subway because the subway, but let's save the diaper change for above ground, shall we? So we read this
2: other scary mommy article that had to do with this woman saying that she was gonna, she wants to stop feeling guilty. Yep. About screen time. Screen time. That right. there's this whole thing about you know we don't really know what screen time will do to our kids and how they advocate saying like this many hours in screen of screen time is shut it off, screen time only on the weekends, or right. screen time like blah blah blah. But that really <clears throat> screen time often makes our lives. Easier, maybe in a way that is more beneficial than maybe not having it.
0: Yes. The author also points out that there's not really a ton of studies on this. Yeah. That this is kind of like something that somebody constructed. You don't let Luna have a lot of screen time. Well, it depends. Um, she's little. So, like,
2: screen time as in, like, iPad, whatever. No, just
0: like TV. Even TV no, at we home. do. No,
2: we do. No, t- we do TV. I was, like, being really weird about it. Um, And I do feel bad that I've
0: become so lax with it. I remember waiting tables for many years and being such the judgy girl about like, oh, look at them with their iPads and their kids. Like, I remember being a little kid and sitting at a table and coloring or reading a book. And now I'm like, nope. Thank God for this. For me, it can get very easily very slide easy into this becomes the
2: routine. And I want to challenge myself as a parent. Like when I see my mom interact with my daughter, she's just one-on-one with her all the time. And Luna reacts so well to it. And also she comes back from my mom's house and she's learned a bunch of things. And if I'm not careful, I do the opposite. I just put on the TV on and I get so much done in the house because I'm worried about being productive in my
0: household. So I totally understand what you're saying. And I think you have a very valid point. I myself have also worried about this. I mean, I don't know about you, but just trying to get out of the house, take a shower and get out of the house takes me an hour longer because every I bring Sebastian with me in every room. It's a mess. Every room is you then have to clean it up like it's very difficult. So let's see what the commenters had to say. Magella says, let's face it, the screens aren't going anywhere. Exactly. A century ago, parents were worried about their children reading books all the time. But if <laughs>
2: were we were did- they I don't think they were. I think no one was like, Abe Lincoln, put that book down, you crazy kid. Too much reading is rotting your head. They should have said, Abe, watch that open flame with those boiled books. Trouble are coming in this log cabin.
0: That was so funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Mihaela, Majela. Nobody said, <laughs> nobody was ever like, those kids on those books better be careful. That's not true, though. Like, there were people who were burning books back in yeah, the but day. Yeah, but it wasn't because kids were reading like too, too many of them. Of them but it was the content of the books. It wasn't yes. like, too many books, rots
0: the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Mike says, of course kids should have some screen time. Their life as adults is likely to revolve around computers and such even more than ours does. Making them experts with these devices is almost a responsibility of ours as a parent. That being said, like everything else that exists on the face of this planet, moderation is always key. That's a very
2: interesting point. Amy says we also have to remember that it's okay for kids to get bored and learn to struggle through that.
0: Sure, but when I was bored, I watched TV as a kid. I mean, also, if
2: I'm going to say that my kid can't be on screens and TV, that I have to watch my screen and TV time. Also, I have zero interest
0: yet. in doing that. Forget about it, I'm not ready for it. It's not happening. Shh. It's going to be a cold day in hell before I give up television and my screens. You, you do love TV. I love it. So we've been back and forth, back and forth about
2: this screen time stuff. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever end. I don't know. We're. I mean amongst ourselves were conflicted even in ourselves
0: uh well I'm not <laughs> I am okay, I, speaking I think for there's myself. nothing wrong with screen I
2: vacillate back and forth so we needed like a final 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 yeah. OG mom weigh in yes I mean she has more idea of the long term effects her kids are older so let's get OG mom in here
1: let's do it original gangster OG OG
2: OG mom mom
0: Yeah, you know we love our OG mom, and she's here to bust all of the mom myths we create and just put our minds at ease. She's like our pacifier. So what's up, OG mom? Hey, ladies. Hey. Okay, so Ashley and I have been um, talking
2: about how we've changed since we've had kids. We were just talking about that in the hallway, OG mom, and how maybe we mm, over-worry about certain things a little too much. Are you like, were you a worrier before? Are you a worrier now? Because it seems like you're just like rolling with it. You just like don't give a crap.
1: I, yes, I roll with it because there's nothing you can do about it. And again, just my opinion. But, were you
2: like that before?
1: Um, Yeah, I was pretty laid back, I think. I like to believe that I was. But I think I worry more probably now. Mm-hmm. But I change what I worry about.
0: Like right after you had your kids, was did you go through a period where things were a lot scarier and now because they're older it's kind of subsided or you've just been consistently like eh, laid back? I think I
1: always worried. I think that I fight through the worry now. Yeah, I know I'm being irrational. I think before maybe I didn't know I felt like a a thing that I should worry about. I felt like that was right. Like, okay, we all worry about it. I get it. Now I feel like I know that it's irrational, and I fight through it. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, I'll drive home from work, and I think a meteor might hit. And I'm like, what happens if a meteor hits right now? I have
0: those thoughts, actually. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, how weird. do I get
1: home to my kid? What's the fastest, like, way to get there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, like, I, feel like,
2: I feel like if a uh, meteor hits, it's just... We're all dead? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, right.
1: This is a sidebar, but when I first had my son, my father first one, I definitely had uh, anxiety, horrible yeah. anxiety, where I'd walk near the stairs and I thought I was going to fall down, yes. but I was like nowhere near it, or I'd jump up because I thought he was falling out of the crib, but he wasn't. But yeah, I look back now and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. It was yeah. anxiety, and it was like new mom anxiety, but now that I'm older, I don't think I...
2: Try to freak out as much.
0: So it has subsided a little bit, or at oh, least yeah. you're better at reeling it in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Okay, so we're going to go, it's sort of like a game. We're going to go through some categories, and you tell us if it's, like, realistic or not. Got it. Got it?
0: Okay. So we're going to say, do you do it or do you ditch it? Okay. Ready? Screen time. On or oh. off. So no screen time for the first few years of their lives. Do it. Have screen time. No, no, do it. Don't do it. Don't. Have, oh, don't. Don't. Don't, so do don't do screens. Don't do screens.
1: Uh, don't. Because I'm oh. telling you, I have a 9 and t- – well, soon to be 10 and 8-year-old. It's just a problem. It's just a problem. I'm telling you.
0: And Very you interesting you count, in our
1: perspective. If I, could, screens, if I could change it now, I'd be like – What I do I you count do screens different. as, TVs or iPads or both? iPads. Got it. iPads and phones because you're really tempted to just be like, here's a phone. And I did it with my two too early. I do have to say Luna Don't goes
2: crazy if I, if she finds my phone somewhere and she's yes. playing with it and then I take it away from her, it's like I'm peeling her skin yeah, off. Right, That's yes. the cry.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not mean- even
2: giving her the phone being like, here, play with it. She just like finds it because it's on a table or whatever.
0: Oh. Sebastian knows I'm so attached to my phone that if I'm like in the kitchen, he'll and my phone's in the living room he'll he bring it, me my yeah. phone he'll be like phone, fun, fun. Oh, phone and, and, and I'm, like, I'm like thanks honey
1: yeah and I'm just as bad too my husband and I you ever see like your partner on the couch yes. like, so you're both yeah. on and yes. you're like what are we doing Yeah, sometimes sometimes
2: sometimes Lee and I will text each other something while sitting next to each other oh
1: I do that <laughs> we, if yeah. we're in the house and for reminders each other? yeah, yeah.
2: No, like, literally, I'll be reading an article, and he's sitting on the yes. couch reading a different article, that and I will bad. email him the article while sitting next to him instead of being 100%. like, honey, I'm reading you this article. <sighs> Oy vey. It's No devices until they're teenagers? If you can. Do it.
0: Can you even do that with schools now? Like, don't all kids have to go to school with, like, an app a laptop or an iPad? They get them in school,
1: a lot of them. I mean, I don't know what it's like across the country, but I can tell you where my kids go to school. They get a Google, what is it called? The Chromebook or whatever? Yeah, Chromebook.
0: So the kids get the Google Chrome, they get the
1: Chromebook in school, and they leave it in school. Oh, so they okay. don't need to bring it. Not like it they home. do their homework. On no, it. I mean, look, there's new apps and like these things that you could do for math and everything. So it's great, but like to start young is just you're just gonna shoot yourself in the foot with it. It's bad, I, and now huh. I wish that I didn't do it because they are so dependent on it, and it's like their reward. Talk about candy as a reward, right? i mean forget it i could those kids would do anything for screen time and
0: what is it mostly video games
1: no youtube
0: oh right because kids are really into weird like weird crap like like unboxing yeah like shit. opening toys opening shopkins and yeah stuff. and
1: it's funny you can see how they change as they get older it was like opening toys and those things now it's like
0: these youtube personalities how about video games same, same. I
1: would say, do it. I love video games. I as mean, a kid. come on, we all had them, right? I like, i was a big Mario. video
0: game person. And
1: you'll see, I think, I mean, again, I don't know, I'm not no expert, but my kids, I have one that's a gamer and one that's not. Yeah, and it's just like, a different personality. They
0: actually, they like either just naturally have a propensity right. for it or they don't.
1: Right. Like, I mean, one of my kids plays and he likes it. He could take it or leave it. He'll do it. And, you know, to be honest, my husband's always like, listen, let him do it. It's a way to. Um, sort of Problem be able solve. to interact well yeah. problems but also to, a way to interact with other kids because it's just the way of the future and there's kind of nothing you can do about it yeah, so like, it is a way to like they're all going to play together it's just like another form of interaction mm-hmm. and you know it, it, you can't stop the train when it comes to technology <sighs> that's
0: what's so scary about it is like where is this all leading but anyway
2: no screen time an hour before bedtime correct yeah I agree Do it.
0: does that include TV for you no just iPad Both, both,
1: okay. Trust me, and I don't do it, and I don't listen to myself, but don't do. I mean, it's like a nightmare.
0: Why do you think it's hard to stick to all of these? Because
1: you have rules.
0: Because it's life. Yeah.
1: Because life gets in the way. Yeah. All the time, and sometimes you have to ditch it. Ironically, sometimes you have to ditch the rules because you need to be able to do things. Don't yeah. you
2: think all of us, those start off so hopeful? We're like, I'm going to be the mom that does this and this and this
0: and this. Yeah. And then just slowly That's you just get That's why I'm the OG down. mom right. telling
1: you you're out of your mind. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> this is so therapeutic. We love you, OG mom. Yes, oh, my God, OG I love mom. you guys. Thanks so much Bye, for OG having mom. me. Thank you. See you soon. Well, I had an amazing conversation last night. With who? My new keychain. Ashley, do you need to talk?
2: You can call me. You don't have to talk to your keychain. I mean, I know things can get tough, but you don't have to resort to that. What's next? we are going to talk to your keys and your wallet? No,
0: it's a Ryan Porter keychain. They're a brand that uses expression-based products to start conversations on important issues to women, from equality to mental health. Like my keychain says, may your coffee be strong and nap time be long. That's a life motto right there. You're
2: holding your coffee cup as you say it. Live and die by that. yes.
0: Life, death, what does it all mean? My keychain and I were talking about it last night and my mind is totally blown. Oh boy, that's quite an intense
2: conversation.
0: (laughs) We have existential crisis conversations. (laughs) And where did you find this chatty keychain? I bet you can guess. It's shop.scarymommy.com, of course. Put in code SPEAKS for 15% off.
2: It's Down Syndrome Awareness Month, and we wanted to celebrate here on the podcast. We read an article on Scary Mommy, what I would tell myself and others after getting a Down Syndrome diagnosis. And we're so happy to announce that we have the author, Amanda Dickinson, here with us to share her story in more detail. She is the mother of Caleb, who has Down Syndrome. Thank you so much, Amanda, for stopping by and chatting with us.
0: Hi, Amanda.
4: Hi, it's my pleasure.
2: Why don't you tell us about Caleb? How old is he? What are some of his favorite things to do?
4: Uh, he just turned four. Aww. Caleb is very unique in the fact that not only did we have a di- uh, birth diagnosis of Down syndrome, but he was born a very tiny premature baby at mm. two pounds two ounces, and he is an ornery, ornery little sneaker. Oh my gosh, this <laughs> so I always find he...
2: those. I always find those babies who are a little bit underweight. They, they make yes. up for it. They're like, oh, we're going to be feisty from then on.
4: But Caleb was a rock star. And so he did great. and He's shown his fight and determination from day one. And oh, my goodness, it's grown every day since then. Oh, that's so amazing. he is Mr. Social. He's a flirt. Oh. He thinks he's a comedian <laughs> uh, and a daredevil. So he, uh, and then he also, along with having a diagnosis of Down syndrome, because of his prematurity and brain bleeds, he also has a rare dual diagnosis of Down syndrome and cerebral palsy. So, in
0: addition, you also have an older son as well, right, Caden? Yes, correct, Caden. We have Caden and Caleb. And how old K1 is K one and K
4: two, as they're referred to? <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. How old is Caden? He well, he's six and a half, going on eighty. He's my little soul. <laughs> oh. He'll be seven on Halloween.
2: And how do they get along? Your K one and K two are, are are they <laughs> oh, buddies?
4: Man. As one, they are. Uh, and that was one of the things. One of my fears. When we received uh, Caleb's diagnosis, was, I wondered what would the family dynamic look like? What would that sibling relationship look like? And I wish, just showing a small clip video to myself back then, I, it would use so much fears because they are, oh my goodness, they're the best of friends. They are crazy together.
0: So you wrote an article about your young your youngest son, Caleb, having Down syndrome. And I thought it was beautiful. You used this really amazing quote I didn't fall in love with you. I walked into love with you with my eyes wide open, choosing to take every step along the way. I do believe in fate and destiny, but I also believe we are only fated to do things we'd choose anyway. And I'd choose you in a hundred lifetimes, in a hundred worlds, in any version of reality. I'd find you and I'd choose you. Um, Kirsten Wright, The Chaos of Stars. So what is special about that quote to you? Obviously, Uh, it's beautiful.
4: (laughs) It is beautiful. But I remember I I talk to families quite often now that have just received an unexpected diagnosis, whether it's Down syndrome or something else, especially with our Nikki nonprofit. But I and I see parents handle things in different ways. Some they take the diagnosis in stride and they go on about the day. Others struggle more. And I try to be very upfront that I was one that struggled and that it's okay to feel those feelings. And so I did. I really struggled to Process um, this turn of events, I, I like to be a little bit in control, and I felt like the floor just been taken out from underneath me. And so one night, while um, probably pumping and going through Facebook, I came across this picture with that quote. And it was a picture that of a mother with her um, child with special needs. And it really hit home with me. And in fact, I saved it and I still have it on my phone because wow. I hoped that I could relate to that. And I feel that one of these days, but I wasn't there yet. And so I saved it so that maybe one of these days I could say, yes, this is the place on that.
2: You know, I was saying before the interview, um, when we were just chatting the group here, the producer and Ashley and I, that I have, a, I have a couple friends who have, um, special needs kids. And one of the things that they struggle with is beating themselves up about having not taken the news well at first and mm-hmm. how, you know, one, I think one of the things that we pride ourselves, at least in Scary Mommy is, um, telling the truth like it is and that, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you know, it's sometimes a difficult space to be in and it's not roses and it's hard to communicate that when you already have something else going on.
4: Like I said, I like to be very upfront with that because, as you said, there's a lot to process and we don't need to tack on anymore as mothers on the guilt that we feel over. Well, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah. And so we try to tell mothers, feel your feelings. It's okay to feel those feelings. It's normal you say um in
2: the article that Caleb teaches you things so what kind of awesome stuff has he taught you if you can name some things
4: one of the big things is not to limit him that's the one thing I see and I think I I like to think I do a pretty good job with that with my job where I teach future therapists and teachers um, and try to advocate for differing needs I feel like I do that but then yet I'll go home and something will happen and he'll do something that reminds me oh I was. I was once again putting my own limitations on him. And so he teaches me all the time to stop, take, uh, take a breath, look at the world through his perspective, and just let him be Caleb and show me what he's going to do. I love the way my son Caden explains it. Caleb will get there. It just may take him a little longer. That's the truth of Down syndrome. It might take them longer to learn skills, but they'll get there.
2: What do you think... Are some of the most prevalent misconceptions about mothers uh, of children who have Down syndrome?
4: A lot of times it's just people don't know. They don't They don't have the information or they don't know what to say. One is when we explain that we have a child with Down syndrome, we get the, oh, I'm sorry. Trust me, there's nothing to be sorry about. Um, our children are thriving. They're teaching us many things and showing us that we don't limit them we get all the time that, oh, you won't be able to have a career with having a child with Down syndrome. Not true. (laughs) Not at all.
0: So what's your biggest piece of advice to parents of children who have Down syndrome?
4: Reach out for support. There are some great organizations out there that really give support. Um, If I can, I would say one of the biggest game changers was when I got hooked up with DSDN, DSDN, Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network. They okay. are all about families that have just received a diagnosis, either prenatally or postnatally. They have groups called Rockin' Moms, moms with children rocking a, uh, with extra chromosomes. And I love to help them out now as a medical outreach spokesperson where we get to talk to doctors and different ones involved with the diagnosis story to really try to ensure that our families are getting Uh, accurate and up-to-date information. And it's shared in a way that's really going to set the stage for that family to be able to process it easier and better.
0: So you started the Mighty Miracles Foundation. Can you tell us what your mission is and what even inspired you to start it?
4: Once again, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, I remember having Caleb, and then while Caleb was in the NICU for 99 days, I remember thinking, I wish I was rich. And I could get every family that was going through the NICU a gift to recognize this life that had been born and to just celebrate with the family, no matter how uncertain that life is. But I'm not rich. So it led to Mighty Miracles Foundation. We support NICU families. So we send out free care packages across the country to families currently going through the NICU. Oh, that's beautiful. Where
2: can people find Mighty Miracles Foundation?
4: Our website is MightyMiraclesFoundation.org, and we are also on social media on Facebook and Instagram under Mighty Miracles Foundation.
2: Is there anything else that you want to say while you have um, some time here? Is there anything else you'd like to share or, or
4: say? The one thing I would say for others, ones that don't have children with Down Syndrome, is when you see a child with Down Syndrome and you see their parents, ask questions. Introduce yourself. Get to know them. I promise you'll be glad you did. We talk all the time um, more alike than different. And so we like to show the similarities and we like to just show the world our children.
0: Thank you so much for for sharing with us and educating us. I really love your articles, the way the
2: humor and the insight and the way that you write. Not that I need to tell you, but I feel like you really um, give a voice in a way that is really inspirational to mothers.
0: Carrie, you know, I have these days where I just feel like no one gets it. That here I am, a mom, I'm living in this weird mom bubble life, and, like, no one understands what I'm going through.
2: Yes, me too. And that's why we're doing this special series called Hug on Heroes in partnership with Huggies, where we highlight real stories from the Scary Mommy community.
0: Our Scary Mommy sent in amazing stories about times when someone stepped in and helped, like, Times when they needed it. Times when someone just said a nice word or let them know it was gonna be okay. These stories get me really, really emotional too, Carrie. I forgot how good people actually could be, you Same know? here. We got some
2: wonderful entries. Ugh. I can't stop reading them all. I literally hugged my computer screen while reading them.
0: Let like, go of oh, the screen, Carrie, you're gonna break <laughs> it. We chose a few of these stories to share with you and we'll be interviewing one mom per episode asking her to tell us about the hero who helped her hug on when she needed it the most.
2: We have Carlissa on the show today. Carlissa's story is a great one. She was at a shopping center pushing a cart full of groceries, plus carrying her baby, and there's a tropical rainstorm outside, and she had no
0: umbrella or raincoat. Oh, my God. That's like one of those scenes in a movie, in a romantic comedy, where all of a sudden you're just drenched in the pouring rain, and then the the beautiful hot guy shows up in his limo and saves you and everything's okay but I have a feeling that didn't happen I mean
2: I wish it did yeah that sounds okay well it didn't but (laughs) does that ever happen let's just find out what actually happened because it's really good okay
3: hi Carlissa
2: hi good morning so tell us about your baby is she still a baby like how long ago did this happen
3: this actually happened quite a while ago. Uh, she is eight right now, and this story that I sent in actually happened when she was 18 months old. Wow. Oh, wow. Can you give us a rundown of what happened
0: in the story?
3: Absolutely, yes. Um, so I had planned to go do this quick little run to the store, and, um, of course, there was it was overcast. It wasn't going to be raining. Um, I looked at the forecast. And so we made this quick trip. And of course, I needed a million things because, you know, with everything with a baby, all of the diapers and the wipes and snacks. So my cart was plum tuck full. And uh, as I was walking out to, uh, to go to the car, realized as soon as we walked out that it was pouring down rain. oh no that's the worst it's the worst especially when I was unprepared I did not have a jacket for myself did not have a jacket for my daughter and so I I waited a few minutes just under the overhang thinking maybe there would be a break in the weather of course it just kept raining as it (laughs) does in Seattle so um I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to make a run for it. And uh, my daughter did have like a light cotton-y type of jacket on. So I just pulled it over her head and just said, mommy's going to make a run for it. And so I just, I ran down the aisle, um, finally got it to the car. And first thing I did, obviously, is I grabbed her out of the cart and put her in her car seat and so opened the trunk. And, you know, at this point, the diaper box is just completely soaked, as is everything else. And just start throwing everything in, you know, as quickly as I, as I could. And all of a sudden, this person shows up right next to me. And, um, you know, I was a little bit apprehensive at first. And it was this woman. And she said, I just saw that you... We're running with your baby in the rain. And I just felt like I needed to come over and help. And so side by side, we just started throwing everything into the back of the car. Once we were finished, I I said, "Oh, thank you so much. And she was like, absolutely no problem. And she grabbed the cart and she took the cart to the corral. And once I finally got in the car, took a breath um, and was pulling out, I realized that she wasn't even the one that was waiting on the spot it was completely out of the goodness of her heart she did not have to do that and there was nothing in it for her to help me but she just wanted to and she even took your cart right she She she... did yeah so she's
2: a superhero and she's tidy (laughs) exactly that's what I love in a superhero
3: (laughs) that's the best kind in all
2: honesty do you still think about
3: her even though it was six years ago well this uh this story that came up with your program, that's immediately what I thought of. Aww. And, you know, she she is definitely still stuck in my head. I, I do still think about her. I do. Hopefully and she's I'm, a scary I'm,
2: mommy and she'll hear
3: this. Yeah. Exactly. That would be amazing. So how did that moment
2: make you think about motherhood? Like, did it change your view of motherhood?
3: You know, even in that short period of time, she had said something along the line of, you know, I have kids, I know how it is. And so I think that just having the knowledge that we're all in this journey together, and if we could be more helpful and more supportive of one another, um, you know, that that's the ultimate goal. If she were
2: here now, what would you like to say to her?
3: I would just say thank you again so, so much. And I wish I would have got your name and said thank you again and again, just because It was something that really meant a lot to me, and I'm sorry if I was flabbergasted and didn't know what was going on, but I really appreciate just your thoughtfulness and your care for a mom with an 18-month-old baby.
2: Did your groceries make it? We need to know. Don't (laughs) leave us in suspense.
3: I'm assuming so. It's been so long. (laughs) (laughs) You're
2: like, they're still in my refrigerator now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think that the biggest concern was obviously the diapers, but they were packaged so well that, um, you know, that there wasn't any issue. That would have probably made a, a huge difference if all of that was for not to not having diapers after the fact. Definitely. Made it. That was the important thing. That
2: was probably one of the big purchases and reasons yeah. for going to the store. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Hey, Carrie, do you have any uh, inclement weather stories?
2: I think I do. So we got a a car seat for our baby, like, loaned to us or, you know, given to us. And so we thought we did a good job. We, like, when we were prepping for the baby, we installed it in the car. And then the day comes where you have to take your baby home from the hospital, which is so scary anyway. So
0: scary because you're on your own. you got to figure it out And, P.S.,
2: I was so swollen, no shoes fit me, so I had to wear bedroom slippers out of New York City streets. It was not pretty. So anyway, we get in and this tiny little baby who's so fragile and it's cold out and the weather is starting. It's like starting to like wind and rain and it's late at night and we try to load the baby in the car and we realize that we don't have all the pieces to the car seat. And we're like, how are we going to get this baby home? We're going to have to walk this baby home. And so we quick go to a, a store that is open pretty late and we buy the car seat that's going to fit with our car because it doesn't. the one we had didn't fit with our car we were missing pieces and this this man who I think he worked at the store you know I had such amnesia at the time I think (laughs) he worked at the store he came out and he installed the entire car seat for us wow and then we drove back to the hospital and we're like just kidding we'll take our baby now and we loaded the baby in the car seat that was still to this day one of the most stressful moments of my life
0: oh that's nice so he made a real lasting impression on it yeah yeah I think I'm a bad person, Carrie. I've never run into the rain for anyone. Well, yet.
2: You still have time. I've done nice things, but not that nice. Would you do something like that now, though? I mean, after we heard the story, I feel like we have to.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sure. No, no, I would. I would. I would help somebody, especially hearing how nice it, how good it makes somebody feel. But I have to get some rain gear to have on hand for this moment going
2: forward. We're both going to stock up on rain gear so that we can be better people. I'm ready to help, moms. I'm like...
0: Superhero for mom, super mom. We hope these stories inspire you like they inspire us. Motherhood is a sisterhood, so when you see a mom, remind her to hug on. Confession time. Shh, confessions. What time is it? It's time for confession.
2: Confession time. All right, who's going to go first? You go. I went first last time. My girlfriend and her husband are. We're really good friends with them as a couple, but she was my friend first. Okay, it's her birthday, and she's having a birthday party Friday, and it was like bring your spouse. Like we're gonna go to dinner in the city, have a good time. I totally spouses were not invited, so that I didn't have to pay and for, think about childcare again. It's been not only did I not want to pay because I've already paid through the nose in childcare this week, but I've run through my babysitters, and I just put it out there to my main babysitters if anyone was available Friday. None of them are. So it would take a lot of finagling for me to try to find some sort of situation, where I'd have to drive her to my mom's, which is two and a half hours away. So I just lied. And I just said, I'm sorry, it's a girl. It's girl's night.
0: I love that Lee's going to find it out by listening to the podcast. <laughs>
2: I love that. So I told my friend, so I'm texting her, I'm like, oh, P.S., don't post any pictures. Day of, like, do like a throwback, whatever. Because I, t- I told Lee spouses are invited. She's like, "Oh God, you know how many times I've done that? You know how many times I didn't want to worry about a babysitter, and I just told Bill, girls only." She's like, "Girl,
0: you got this. This is one of many times. This is gonna happen." I love that. So my confession this week is, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago was my birthday. Uh, this week is my four-year wedding anniversary, and Matt has given me. Very nice gifts. They were super thoughtful. He really You've did seen try. You've both yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know why I've seen both of them? Because I've returned both of them, That's... and he doesn't know that. <laughs> um, it, it's not, sorry, Matt, because you're going to know now. Um, it's not anything about the, I mean, it is about the gifts. It's just that they're not, they weren't my style. In his defense, the first gift was a purse that I wanted, but I saw it once I got it in person. I was like, oh. Yeah, the
2: first one is like definitely, he did a good job because you asked Yeah, you, I asked he, for it it. And
0: he's really good. He like keeps a list in his notes in his phone of like things oh, I that's say really I cute. want. Yeah, that's he's really like cute. a very good gift giver. So I, that's why I feel really bad. But um, good you job, know, Matt. Good yeah, job. Good job, Matt. I love you so much.
2: And now it's your turn, Scary Mommies, to get a load off. Go to our confessions page and pour your little hearts out. Today, as we do every week, we read your confessions with a dramatized voiceover. Who knows? Your confession might be on this week. Let's find out. I'm terrified of weight gain during this pregnancy.
3: Not mine. My husband's. I love that.
2: Lee gained some weight during my pregnancy. He I was like, that. I'm
0: in my second trimester. That's so good. I love that for once someone's worried about a man's weight and not a woman's. <laughs> I'm a total rock nerd. Agate, jasper, opal, obsidian, petrified wood, thunder eggs. I love all rocks. I go on weekend long rock hounding trips sometimes. Different regions equal different rocks. And luckily, I
3: live in a state that has an amazing amazing
0: variety. Ah. What a bizarre confession. Such a weird confession but also.
2: It could be one of
0: my friends because you know as a yoga teacher I got friends that are real into stones. I love that this person is so happy. I, I am this way about um. Get your stationary. rocks <laughs> <laughs> I'm the way about stationary that this woman is about rocks so I get it. But you go every weekend trying to find new stationery? No but I do go into like you know staples staples or papyrus or paper source and I'm like ah, like just so happy I did
2: for a very short period of time keep a different crystal in my bra based on what I wanted to have happen
0: oh that's a did it work no <laughs> <laughs> I just had lumpy boobs
3: mom thought it was sweet how I always took my little brother with us when me and my friends went sledding I never told her there were some treacherous spots on the sledding hill, so we always sent my little brother down first to see if it was safe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, why else have siblings other than to
2: make sure it's safe to proceed? And I feel like the little ones, you know, they fall, they bounce back. It's, it's fine.
0: Less getting hurt. Lower center of gravity. Exactly. <laughs> All right, mamas. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had such a blast. And if you love this show, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want some more Scary Mommy in your life, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want even more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary
2: Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Music provided by Audio Network. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com.
4: Scary Mommy Speaks.